With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. In our very first post-game show of the 2020 regular season, the Pittsburgh Steelers played the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium and were victorious with a final score of 26-16. to It was not very good. It wasn't very pretty, but there were some good things about it. Joining me, as always, my co-host here for post-game this year, Brian Anthony Davis. What's up, Brian? I am feeling fantastic, Jeff. And I tell you what, it was more like an 11 p.m. win. Oh, thank goodness for these the, the early start. I'll say that. It's 10.30 p.m. I'm looking at being in bed at a decent hour. <laughs> I'm not going to fall asleep during the postgame show like I've done <laughs> before. Um, there's a lot of good um, from this game. Uh, it was very sloppy at times. There was also some bad. Um, not Brian Anthony Davis bad, but th- there was plenty of that. But there was some bad stuff, and Dave Schofield will probably be joining us and hopping in here at some point soon. But um, all those people in the live chat right now, welcome. It's Some of you haven't been back since the end of last season. Since week 17, M&T Bank in the rain, the Steelers lose to a Robert Griffin the third led Ravens team. It was a depressing day, but we're back. And the Steelers are one to know. So, Brian, what's your knee-jerk reaction? You're not doing that article this year for the website. So, what's your knee-jerk reaction to the Steelers win? Yeah, what are your thoughts? You know what? This was preseason game number one, and it counted. Yes. That's what I think. You know, I mean, they had to shake off the rust. You, you couldn't go too crazy with, you know, thinking that Deontay Johnson needs to go away and Ryan Switzer needs to be brought back because of a one mistake mistakes are going to happen in this first game but it's the way they came out in the second half the way they ended the first half you just felt like they had the momentum and you know you felt pretty good at halftime knowing that uh you know there was a lot of upside and they just did not look stagnant like they did in week one of last year you're right you're very right that i mean it's Man, I mean, I knew it was going to be sluggish. I talked about it on my Let's Ride podcast in the morning. I said it wasn't going to be a walk in the park, and it wasn't. Uh, There were definitely issues on both sides of the football, but I don't want to – I don't want to get start off with a negative. But, you know, Isaac Aguilera, longtime listener of the program, joins us and says – he gives us five bucks and says, where's Lance? Because Benny got some jets now. And I really did – I'm watching the game, and I even said to myself, I wish my old buddy Lance were on the post game with me because he was the guy that last year would be singing, Benny, Benny's got no jets, like all that. And he's, Benny Snell has changed himself. He has changed himself. And Philip, he also chimes and says, Hey, Jeff, Benny has jets. He has changed himself from a body structure. I mean, he lost weight. He definitely has a burst that he didn't have last year. He has a lateral quickness that he didn't have last year. Looks like a completely different running back. Brian, what are your thoughts on Benny Snell? I thought he, you know, I think he possibly took the starting job away today. He looked good. He had the Jets. And let me tell you this. 
I got a text from Lance during the game <laughs> saying, Benny, and he's, he sang it out in text, no Jets. <laughs> so, you know, so Lance was uh, chiming in. pretty I'm excited sure he about was. that as well. Yes, yeah, so definitely chiming in, feeling good about this team as well. So Felicia, longtime listener and viewer, she gives us five bucks and says, love you, Jeff, bad Dave, and Steelers fan. Ben is back, and the defense is awesome. We're going to talk about both of those players here in a second. Philip throws in another dollar ninety nine. says that Claypool catch, though, and with a bunch of eyes that whew, there's a lot to there's a lot to digest here and i feel like brian correct me if i'm wrong that the reason why it feels like there's so much to digest here is because there was no preseason we have nothing to really compare this to this wasn't like a well we knew this was possible with chase claypool because well we saw him in the preseason showing up big in big situations there was nothing we had nothing to glean this information from this is the first time we're seeing this 2020 Steelers team. Heck, we didn't even have reports from training camp. It wasn't like you had your grandpa's cell phone video of the two-minute drill where Roethlisberger dissects the defense and goes down and scores a touchdown to Eric Ebron. We had nothing. So how much of that do you think, Brian, plays into the fact that maybe we're just maybe the maybe the knee-jerk reaction is greater than normal after this week one win? Well, you know, we haven't really seen the Steelers in a long time because our Steelers have not played. We talked about that that game against the uh, the Ravens and Robert Griffin the third, but those weren't our Steelers. Our Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger has not played for 365 days because it's almost a year to the injury. Yeah. And what I'm thinking is that the Pittsburgh Steelers they're back because Ben is back. And I felt I felt pretty good about everything that I was seeing. So with no preseason, no information, we were getting our first glimpse. And I I'm going to keep on saying it that rust had to be shaken off. And I thought they did it pretty well. And you saw Ben, you know, he talked about being nervous going into the game. You saw him, you know, feeling himself, and then you knew the nerves were gone. And it's like when Ben was taken over you felt pretty good about it. So it feels like the Steelers are back. And I loved everything that Kirk Herbstreet was saying about it. In fact, I thought he did an awesome job um, in this role with Monday Night Football. I know it's not permanent for him, but I thought he was absolutely fantastic. And the way he was talking about Ben Roethlisberger going forward, being the 17-year veteran, but really, uh, really being back and taking over this team and the entire team fell in line with Ben Roethlisberger. You could tell that they rally around him. You could tell that this is a cohesive kumbaya unit, but it's Ben who's the leader, and they all rallied around him. Yes. <clears throat> so um, I, I want to go through real quick uh, some injury news and notes from the game, and we'll go through the box score. This is what we typically do on the post-game show in case it's your first time diving into this, whether it's live on YouTube or whether it's in our audio uh, platform. So the first injury was early in the game. James Conner exited the game with an ankle injury and did not come back. I do have to think that James Conner might have been able to come back, but Benny Snell was running the ball so well, why force it? You know, if, if he's a guy that you want to hang around, James Conner does have a skill set that can help the Steelers. I think if tonight showed anything, it's that they don't need to have a bell cow, as as Mike Tomlin would say. They're fine with maybe having a Benny Snell gets a lot of carries, more carries than anyone thought. So that was one injury. Then an almost back-to-back play, Stefan Wisniewski, offensive guard, who's filling in for David DeCastro. He leaves the game with what they're labeling as a pectoral injury. 
that scary. That's the same injury that ended Stefan Tuitt's uh, season last year. He did stay on the field, though. We saw him afterwards uh, praying in the middle of the field with several players of the Steelers and the Giants in the postgame. Uh, but the really scary one was Zach Banner. Zach Banner left the game with a knee injury. All accounts look like this could be um, – looks like it could be a season-ending ACL tear. Uh, it's just not it, – it's really sad. I guess that's a way to put it. You spoke to Zach Banner. Um, what were your thoughts as you – saw him go down and you could just see Roethlisberger go over and he's shown him love and talked to him for like 45 seconds. They don't do that unless they know that something's really bad. What were your thoughts, Brian? Absolute devastation for this guy. And the reason, I mean, he has such a great enthusiasm. He has a, uh, he loves football. He loves being on this team and everything that uh, it, it seemed that his 2020 could be possibly over that look on his face. So it seems really bad. And I just felt so bad for Zach Banner because he has such a zest for life and he's such a, not just life, but for football. And he was really excited. Don't forget. He bet on himself this year too. He did not accept a long-term contract from anywhere. He just looked and with the Steelers took a one-year deal thinking that he can go ahead and, get a deal out of the season. This, this killed him today. Yeah, absolutely. Before we get to Dave, who just joined us, Sean Manahan puts $2 in the tip jar, says Cam Hayward. What a pick. We're going to talk about that. That would have been, that might've been the most awkward interception I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> big men are not supposed to touch the football. I don't think Ryan O'Toole puts $5 in the tip jar and says, was I the only one impressed with their tackling tonight? Usually it takes several games to look that good. I thought the defense was flying around. They looked very strong. There were some, it was their first time playing, but yes, they look very good. Dave, you wrote the injury article for the website that just ran or yeah, just ran. Um, what did, what, what did you hear from Mike Tomlin after the game in regards to the injury report? Um, after the game with the injury report, he really didn't say anything. He just said that they were hurt and they were being evaluated. He'll have more on it. Tomorrow's Tuesday. So I guess yeah. we're going to get a press conference tomorrow, but um they, it didn't look good. It really didn't. Um, I do have one other question. Sure. Why does Brian sound like he's like giving an interview as a witness protection person? Very white. <laughs> and he sounds like there's a lot of people in the live chat that said, boy, why is Brian's voice he really, so deep? And he sounds like, like, like we should have his face blurred out or something. <laughs> I don't understand it. I'm not sure. Maybe I did something with my microphone. I changed rooms. I have a brand yeah, new it's your voice. No, you, it, it, it sounds like your, it's voice, your voice is being mixed. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I like it. I love it. Maybe, maybe I love it. it. Yeah, that, reminds, that reminds me of the scene in uh, Step Brothers. He goes, man, every time I see you, like, I just want to sock you right in the face. He goes, is there anything I can do to fix that? He goes, no, it, it's your face. Like, it's your face. <laughs> It's definitely I, I your it voice. Is. It's definitely your voice. I mean, voice. I've been compared to Schwarzenegger without the accent. I've been compared to, I, mean, I don't know what I sound I like. Uh, uh, George Murison is probably the best way. I'd score, oh score one for goodness. the kids. If you remember that you know old Snickers I, commercial. <laughs> when he's throwing the ball. Never mind. I, there was a lot of yelling. Yeah. yeah. And it was there was also some yelling at the kids when they lost my... Uh, when they lost my remote right before the game and I could not get the TV on to see some of the pregame. So maybe that's what happened. I don't, I don't know, I don't but know. wow. I, 
Well, let's. <laughs> I'm not juicing, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> let's get. Let's get yeah, on. Let's get back to the Steelers. Corey Stainbro puts five dollars in the tip jar. Thank you very much. He says proud of Claypool's toe tapping catch. Proud of Snell's running. Proud of Juju's ability to be the number one slash fumble recovery guy. The keynote there. Uh, he's not one, not the one fumbling, but. And then so many positives tonight. And there were a lot of positives tonight. There, there were, absolutely. So let's start off, before we go to game balls, before we go to winners, losers, all that stuff, which we will get to, let's go through the recap, let's go through the box score, and let's kind of dissect this by the numbers. So first and foremost, Ben Roethlisberger, number seven, first game back since week two last year. We've all heard it ad nauseum because – he is the, in my opinion, the straw which stirs the drink offensively. He finishes with a 21 of 32 stat line for 229 yards, average 7.2, three touchdowns, no picks, two sacks for 21 yards. One was really bad. Should have thrown it away. And then 117.8 rating. Guys, on a grading scale from A to F, just like you did back in school, how do you grade Ben Roethlisberger's debut in 2020? Dave, you're fresh here. Why don't you go first? I'm going to go a B plus because I, I, I think he did. I, I think he was sh- shaky to start. I think they, I mean, how many straight first downs did they run the ball at the beginning of the game? Holy too many. cow. The whole too first many. quarter, the whole yeah. first quarter, never For had almost a first the entire, down path. Yeah. I mean, it was almost the entire first half, yeah. but so, I mean, no, I know part of that was to ease him in a little bit and he, I mean, even the touchdown to Juju, the way he flung it out there off his back foot, that was kind of had me nervous, but he knew the coverage and he knew he was safe to throw that kind of pass. So like, as I Taylor said, when he was on with us, um, above the neck, I thought he was a plus. He was the Ben Roethlisberger we expect, but it took him a little bit to get back into it. And that's why I gave him a B plus because this is one to build on and get, and to get better. But he, he took care of the game, didn't turn the ball over, just had the one bad sack. And other, other than that, he did what he had to do. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Before we get to you, Brian, Kaysen Wright puts $5 in the tip jar. His first time catching the show live in a while. Great game. Love the Steelers. Love you guys. Go Steelers. Love you too, Kaysen. Thank you very much. Michael Tool. he puts oh, – where did it go? There it is. $1.99 in the tip jar. says, nice to get points off of turnovers. Not much last season. That was important. Yes. Very important. Very important. But, Brian, we're talking about Ben. What grade do you give Ben for his game tonight? I've got to give him an A-, minus, guys. I, you know, I thought – he had to shake off the rust. I, I know I keep saying that, but once he got in there and got it together, he was the field general. He was not a game manager. He was not a gunslinger. He was a vintage Ben to me. And he led that team. And I thought it was an A performance because of the slow start. I'll give him an A minus, but that's a pretty good set line. You're getting three touchdowns out of them. But the big thing, Goose egg on interceptions. I loved everything he did, and I think he is just uh, going to be getting better. So really loving this performance. So I'm going to do what I'm wearing the same thing that you're wearing, Jeff, and that's not often that we do it. So I'm going to win. 
I got to lift up the number seven. So, you know, I love that performance. That's everything we wanted out of them. You know, the name of this podcast when it comes up is uh, the post game show, but Ben is back. Yeah, Ben, absolutely. I- I'm going to give an A, uh, just a flat A, because I knew he was going to be a little bit anxious. I knew there was going to be the happy feet at the early portions of the game. But let me say this. A lot of people out there love to love to whine and love to say that, you know, Ben's the real offensive coordinator and, you know, he shouldn't have that much say in the organization and blah, blah, blah. You saw in the first quarter what Randy Feetner calling the plays looks like. <laughs> and it's just, it was, I, I, Dave, if you're disagreeing with you, that's fine. No, I'm, I'm not what, disagreeing what, with you. I was say, I'm, I'm because, what you said to the next level. Yes, because it was predictable, it was mm-hmm. too safe. And then it wasn't until the two minute drive, the two minute drill, we'll put it that way, at the end of the second quarter when you saw Roethlisberger kind of take control again. And he said, okay, I'm going to read the defense. I'm going to call what I think is going to work. And let's not forget, though, that Deontay Johnson's fumble really probably just threw a wrinkle and a, a huge mess into a lot of plans. But still, I'm waiting for this offensive coordinator to put together a script to start a game that's actually effective. We haven't seen it yet. I didn't I don't remember seeing it too often in 2018 even. 2019 we never saw it. Ben Roethlisberger in my opinion gets an A. I think that he deserves to be more of an offensive coordinator. Um I think that that's that's the it's giving the Steelers the best chance to succeed right now with seven, actually not calling all the plays, not going back vintage Terry Bradshaw, but at least getting him in position. So that's what I thought. Kevin Motley puts $5 in. So so happy you guys are back. Here we go. Steelers. Should we be concerned about Boswell? We'll talk about Boswell, but I'm going to say no. He had a new holder in Dustin Colquitt. Um, They haven't worked together very long. I'm not going to say I'm not concerned yet. I was more upset that he kicked it out of bounds on the kickoff than I was that he clanked the uh, extra point off the right field. Was and by the way, Kevin, we never went anywhere. (laughs) 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 I mean, I did leave for two months, but I'm back. They never left. They've been doing shows every week. We're doing more shows now than we ever have. So welcome back. We appreciate you back. Michael Tool puts a dollar ninety nine to Snell only back to go over a hundred. Besides Edwards Hala, that was in uh, Mm. Thursday night, right? That was yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Yes. No running back went over 100 yards rushing yesterday. So uh, that's incredible. And he's now looking looking good. Well, let's go through. Let's go to Mister One Benny Benny uh, Benny Snell Jr. 19 carries, 113 yards from scrimmage, 5.9 average. That's nice with a long of 30. Guys, you're grading Benny Snell. What are you grading him? A through F. Dave, we'll start with you. We'll go the same rotation. Um. I'm going. Oh my goodness! I I so want to give him an A plus, but the fumble is the, the fumble. one thing I got to mark against. <laughs> so I will go him. I, I will go with him a solid A. Because if not, if a 97 is an A plus, then I'm giving him a 96. You know, he yeah. was he's right there. He did what I thought he could do. I I thought he ran like he ran in week 17 or better the last year. I people that were busting on him, I kept saying all off season. I don't know why. I think he's had a great rookie year and look for him to, to do well this year. And like you said, how bad was Connor's injury? If they didn't have anyone else to go, could he still gone? Maybe, but 
He only had what was it nine yards on eight carries or something? Six carries. Yeah, let like me that? hold on. I have it right here. He had uh, James Conner had six carries for nine yards, yeah. a one point five average. Ben Roethlisberger had three for yeah. nine yards and a three point oh average. Yeah. That tells well, you. And, and, and I think Conner had what like two catches for eight yards. I think as well. Um, Connor had um, two receptions for eight yards. Yes. So I, I don't know. I guess we'll see about how that injury is maybe tomorrow from coach Tomlin, but man, Benny, 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 that's what you wanted to see. It, it just seemed like he, I don't know if it's much against Connor. I, who was it on our, it was either Jeffrey or, or Kevin. I can never remember which one does which film room that just showed the different running styles of Snell and Connor and how Snell just kind of gets in there, finds the opening and gets it. But he was getting his big runs around the outside, you know, not around all the way around the outside, but off the edge. I mean, not, not running to the sidelines, but it was, it was bouncing outside the tackle and tight end as he went, man, just, I can't go. I can't, Stop talking about it, so I better just stop. Brian, go <laughs> ahead. Finally, your turn to talk. Well, because of the fumble, I can't give him a magna cum laude. So I'm going to give him, in my mind, it is a great honor to be a magnum PI, and that's what I'm going to give him here. <laughs> you know, it's an A, and I'm going to. I'm just going to go along with Dave. It's an A here. He had a fantastic performance. I, you know, I gotta think that he's your starting running back next week as well. Um, don't don't know what whether they're gonna Wally Pip on her, but even before the injury, before he came out, unless he was not right before the game, he just didn't look right at all. Just from the first carry, James just did not look like he had it. And I'm not sure what's going on because he is such a uh, magnificent guy, but there was a there was just a remarkable difference. Yeah when Benny Snell Jr. was in that game. No, you're right. And Benny Snell, like I said earlier, I, I'm going to give him an A because the fumble was bad. You just got to protect the football in that situation. And uh, ultimately, though, he showed me what he didn't last year. So Dave said he ran a lot like week 17. He did not have this lateral burst and the, the yeah. burst in general last year at all. The it's so funny. You've seen it so many times. You saw it with Le'Veon Bell in his second year. You saw it with James Conner, even in his second year. The second year, they actually show up and they lose weight. They realize that it's not all about size and speed. It's about speed and agility. It's not really about strength and power. And that's something that a lot of people need to get used to. And the Steelers seem to do it in the second year for running backs. Um, Mike puts two, three dollars in the tip jar. He says, here we go. Johnson is the true number one, Well, let's talk about those receivers there for a bit. Uh, as we move on down to the receiving G, G this is a great stat. I love these stats. Juju Smith Schuster, six for shot. Uh, gosh, Jeff, six. For, <laughs> six for, bedtime. Yeah, seriously. Six receptions for 69 yards, 11 and a half average, two touchdowns with a long of 17 on six targets. He caught every single pass thrown his way. That's important for me. Deontay Johnson, six receptions, 57 yards, nine and a half average, 18 yards long, 10 targets. Chase Claypool, two receptions, 39 yards, 19 and a half average for a long of 28, two targets. Caught every pass during his way. James Washington, two receptions, 34 yards, 17 average, one touchdown, 21 yards long. What a remarkable feat of strength to score that touchdown. We'll talk about that. Eric Ebron only had one catch, 18 yards, 
should have had a second one. Ben aired it a little bit on that third down. It was like third and 14 or third, maybe third and 17. He was open, but a little high sailed on him. And like we said, Connor had two for eight. Vance McDonald had a catch. Jalen Samuels had a catch. And Benny Snell was targeted once, but did not register a reception. So guys, out of the receiving group, the question was, is Deontay the number one? I don't know if you're going to see a number one receiver in this group this year because you're going to have these games where, like, look tonight, Juju Smith-Schuster gets two touchdowns, has 69 yards receiving, six receptions. Deontay Johnson, he has 50-some yards. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, we'll grade the entire wide receiving core here, but from an individual standpoint, I feel like it's going to be a who's who of which receiver is going to have the most yards this week. It's not always going to be one guy like it was when Antonio Brown was in town and you knew he was going to get his receptions. You knew he was going to get his yards. It's kind of a pick your poison offense. I love that. Some people don't, I do, but Dave, if you're grading the receivers, what are you giving them? Yeah. Um, I do have to say this, who needs a number one. If you've got four number twos. Yeah, you're right. Because that's what it looks like tonight. And I am giving that I'm giving them um, an A. I would like to give an A plus. Deontay Johnson had, you know, part of it was because of the punt early on. He had a couple rough times. He had, you know, um four four passes thrown his way that he didn't come up with. And the one catch that James Washington didn't make, my goodness, how great was that play by the defender on that one to get his hand in there and, and rip that out. So it was some really, really good stuff. They basically did everything other than, than like, I think Deontay had one drop. that They did a, everything that Ben needed him to do. And I do want to say one other thing. Tristan hit it right. I put the mask on for those of you watching on YouTube, just because I wanted to look how Brian sounded. So that, that's why I did that. <laughs> Jeff wouldn't know that because he hasn't watched Star Wars, but that's what Brian sounds like. He sounds like Kylo Ren in the mask. So wow, I'm giving I, them, yeah, I'm I'm giving them a solid A. And if it wasn't for like maybe the one drop, it would have been like a perfect hundred. Okay, Brian, what about you? Fantastic. This is everything that we wanted out of this this unit. This is what we've been talking about all, all along. And I was all ready to uh, sing some Michael Jackson, PYT, to PYP, Pick Your Poison, and Jeff Stole My Thunder, and uh, threw out Pick Your Poison earlier, because that's exactly what it is. Ben Roethlisberger can beat you so many ways with the egoless, and that's what it is. It's an egoless unit out there, and it's just not the wide receivers. It's the running backs that could catch the ball out of the backfield. It's the tight ends as well. They have a lot of talent. And when you're looking for Eric Ebron and you're double covering him, oh, there's Vance McDonald. And hey, we got to, you know, Juju's killing us. We got to look at him. Oh, James Washington is uh, just mowing through people. And Deontay Johnson is, uh, you know, he's a, uh, wiping his memory he's doing the uh men in black getting the memory wipe from that uh that muff and he's looked pretty solid too chase claypool i mean you know chase toe tap is that what we're gonna call him because that was that was absolutely beautiful and two targets i mean nerves of steel you, you gotta love exactly what you have going on here and if this unit stays healthy it's probably one of the top receiving options that any quarterback in the league is going to have this year if they continue down this path. Do you know what's really scary for me? And I'll give the receivers an A. 
it's not scary is in a bad way. It's scary for the opposition. What's really scary is that if you think about the fact that the tight ends weren't even involved in this game, really. Yeah. They didn't run two tight end sets a lot this today. Uh, you could just see it. Like, it was rare that Eric Ebron and Vance McDonald were out there. When they wanted to run, they typically had Vance out there. If there's so many wrinkles the Steelers have yet to even get into with this offense, this offense can be even more dynamic. This offense can be absolutely, I think it can be lethal. I really do. I mean, they put up 26 points tonight, which I want to say that the highest they had all last season was 29 points. And no one would say that this was a good offensive game for the Steelers. I know I wouldn't, not the way they started, not the way they played the whole first half. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. But let's continue down our box scores and go to, well, we had some fumbles. They credited Roethlisberger with a fumble. Did I miss that, guys? When did Roethlisberger have a fumble? Uh, I don't remember one. I don't remember one. Anyways. There was an errant snap that uh, that they might be talking about that. Okay, Okay, you're right. But Deontay Johnson muffs the opening punt after the Steelers' defense gets off the field. And, guys, the streak continues. Let's take a pause from the grades and just talk about this. 24 straight games. I saw someone in the live chat earlier say the streak ends. No, it didn't. (laughs) It did not end. It continued. I think it's 24, Brian. Is that correct, that number? It's 24. Holy shnikes, that's too many. Dave, were you surprised? It happened that early. I mean, at least you got it out of the way. <laughs> it's funny. It <laughs> happened before the offense even stepped on the field. Who would have called that? That the, that the offense had not even been on the field yet, and the streak continued. It's Is it going to end anytime soon? I think it does. I think, I it, think does. it does. I mean, look, otherwise the offense did well. They had, you know, Snell had the one fumble, but luckily the Steelers got it back. I, you know, you had the, 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 the bad snap, but it was thrown away. They took care of the ball. So, and it's not even like there was any, oh, Ben had a bad throw. And that's why I, I'm starting to think maybe I should give Ben a little bit higher grade. Ben didn't have bad throws. That one of those that, you know, should have been picked, but the defender dropped it. I didn't see any of those tonight. It seemed like everything yeah. that, that wasn't right to the receiver was where no one else was. So that's a good thing to see from Ben Roethlisberger. Brian, you think it's going to end soon? Yeah. I I don't think this is going to continue. You hit the nail on the head when you said, when did they get 26 last year? Really, those 26 points with a team that, I mean, they did nothing in the first quarter. They were, I mean, you were worried as Steeler Nation when you watched these guys out there because this was just a rusty team. But as that started to fade, it turned into, you know, steel underneath. They cleaned it off. And next thing you know, that was a different offense in the second half. When this comes together, they're going to be more of a machine. Are they going to be a Ravens type machine like we saw yesterday? No. But this is going to be a very solid offense to match a very solid defense. So I'm excited about the balance on both side of the sides of the ball as soon as they get their preseason over with. Go ahead, Dave. Who our our, our newest author to Behind the Steel Curtain um, with his knee jerk reaction article that came out. My brother said, although he says uh, they said Ben fumbled and they gave Connor a fumble recovery on Ben's first pass because it was back. Okay, and I it hit it. the ground. That's what they called it. Good good pickup on that one. 
for our audio listeners, <clears throat> for those that are new on YouTube, we might take a little bit of a break here. But before we get into that, I want to share a tweet that Zach Banner sent out. Um, he sent this out uh, shortly after the game. He says, I love you, Pittsburgh. I love this game. We won. That's all that matters. I'm so pissed. But once again, I'm motivated. Doesn't sound good for Zach Banner, who's a friend of the show, and we root for him. He's a great guy. Oh, my goodness. So um, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. When we come back, we'll talk about grades for the defensive side of the ball. Stick around. 